In this episode, we're going to dive into our current astrology as we prepare to welcome the feast day of Mary Magdalene and the first of two Aquarius full moons. In this journey, Chiron has shifted retrograde and we're going to explore the archetype and mythology of this maverick healer as we move through time and space in preparation for the most powerful Lion's Gate portal that we've experienced in quite some time. I think you're going to enjoy this episode. Welcome to Stars, Stones, and Stories. I am your host, Rama, and together we are weaving ancient future wisdom as we birth the new earth. If you're into astrology, cosmology, living mythology, earth-based spirituality, and ancestral healing, you are home. If you've stumbled upon this podcast and are new to these topics, this is Sovereign Sanctuary to expand and deepen your wisdom. As a cosmic priestess, I witness many at the threshold of great transformation. I specialize in astrological divination, sacred site activations, and priestess arts for the Aquarian Age. You may learn more about my work and budding mystery school at earthseedtemplearts.com or follow Earthseed Temple Arts on Instagram. This community is your opportunity to claim your story, your unique identity and power, knowing that you are the hero of your own journey. You are a hologram for the collective, and you matter. The world needs your gifts and creativity now more than ever. Crystallize your medicine. Oh, great ancient ones, great ancestors, we call to you. May you hear the voices of your descendants traversing through time and space. We humbly ask for your support, your wise medicine ways, and your genius solutions in these times. Dear ancestors, we wish to partner with you, for we know we cannot do this alone. As we traverse the mystery, we ask that you, our starry ancestors, are with us each breath of the way. May we have clarity of mind and crystalline vision to see through the dark. May we walk our paths of high holy truth, as that is what is needed now more than ever. And so it is. Welcome back to another episode of Stars, Stones, and Stories. If you're new to this podcast, welcome. I'm so grateful that you're here, and I invite you to follow this podcast in your app of choice. Listen to the back catalog at your leisure. 
Episodes 16 and 17 cover the Great Conjunction, and I really invite you to tune into that. These are astrological waves of reverberation we're going to be passing through for quite some time to come. We could say the next 20 years and beyond. And also, the first episode is an all-time favorite for many as well. I began creating this podcast in May of 2020, and I'm so grateful to say here in July of 2021, we have arrived at episode 32. It has been a labor of love as all of my offerings are. I work deeply with my own intuition and uh, with the divine in collaboration with source consciousness. And so um, with that, I have to be attentive and humble and sometimes throw out my plans and listen to what wants to come through. If you're interested in growing alongside with this community of listeners through Star Stones and Stories, I invite you to continue the conversation in my private social media platform that is hosted through Mighty Networks, which you can download to any device from a phone to a tablet to a computer. And the link to join us is in the show notes. It's a beautiful space. And I know over time, it's going to become even more rich and a place to connect with like-minded folks uh, free of any kind of censorship or tracking or anything like that. As we're working more and more in the Aquarian age, technology and who has ownership over what is rapidly changing. And so we want to make sure we're always protecting our data and our input and what we're doing because we're being monitored so often. The Hieroscamos Masterclass is in full swing. We had the first session on July 13th and the next live session is July 20th. That's the completion of the series. There's still time to sign up and join us live for the session on the 20th. And everything is recorded, so you have not missed anything. You will receive access to the teachings from the 13th, and each session also comes with its own unique uh, written transmission and audio-guided journey. So it's a very deep journey we're on together, and I know a lot of people have received so much already, so I'd love for you to join us if you're feeling the call. And also, I have officially put out the invitation for my next pilgrimage to Egypt, which is December 3rd through 22nd, 2021. And this is a very deep, essential experience a transformational portal for anyone who is feeling a call for a devotional initiatory journey to Kemet. We are literally rewriting, rematrixing the codes of life through our living legacy, and we're going to journey 
to Luxor. We're going to take some deep restorative time in Siwa in the Western Desert Oasis. And we are also going to explore the pyramids of Lower Egypt, have a private initiatory ceremony in between the pause of the Sphinx and within the Great Pyramid, just in time for Venus retrograde and Capricorn and the Gemini full moon that's coming up in 2021. So definitely this is a journey that's not for the faint of heart. It's for someone who is really and truly ready for deep initiation. It is a pilgrimage that is open to all women, all who define themselves as women. And for the first time, I'm also opening this up to anyone who defines themselves as a man uh, with the caveat that you are in a relationship, sacred union of some kind, and you're coming with your beloved. That part is important to really protect the sanctity of the feminine spirit. And we will be doing a lot of work around the inner divine masculine and the inner divine feminine that exists within all of us and this hieros gamos, the sacred marriage, and how to work with the land in conjunction with our own portals, our own crystalline channels of being. So if you're feeling the call and you want more information, you may email support at Earthseed Temple Arts to receive that invitation. I also encourage you to book a reading at support at earthseedtemplearts.com. I work with people in person and all over globally, virtually, and I've been working and connecting with people virtually for many years now. The experiences are just as deep as in person. So no matter where you live, that is not a boundary for this deep connection. And also one final offering invitation is to make sure you're receiving my weekly Venetian love notes. Also in the show notes of this episode, you can click on the episode, you'll pull up the show notes and you can see where you can sign up for my love notes, which I've been sending out every single Friday for over seven years now. So with that, we're going to dive into the current astrology that we're working with right now. It's been massive. It's been so intense. When July began, I think I was really hopeful in imagining that there would be a sweetness and a softness this month. It has been far from that, at least in my experience and for many who I know. So if you're having having a sweet, soft beautiful, gentle experience. Bless you. Please enjoy it because many of us are really going through more and more layers of shedding and dissolving and letting go. And it's deep integration work. The the intensity just does not let up. And 
I've been thinking about this a lot lately, you know, what it means to be human. And I've been thinking about how many people feel like they're suffering when there's challenge. And I I believe it's time that we really approach challenge and obstacles in a new light. And as I'm speaking to this, I'm really thinking about astrology as a whole. I'm thinking of the lunar cycles as a whole. Challenge is a natural part of living on earth, of being in a human body. Yes, the times we live in are extra sensorily intense. And I don't think it's going to feel quite like this forever. But I do believe in my heart we have a number more of years at this pace, which is why I think it's important to embrace struggle, embrace challenge, embrace intensity, and to understand that it is absolutely necessary to have a daily practice, to have something to anchor into so that you can experience any challenge and you can hold that steady, calm space within the eye of the storm. Knowing that, yes, every human is going to mess up and going to overreact and going to collapse at some point. And what it is about is how you bounce back from that experience, how you take ownership over it and how you integrate a new layer of consciousness. And right now, collectively, we're finding our way after the profound marriage, that conjunction between Venus and Mars, which occurred this past Tuesday on July 13th, enacting the sacred rites of Hieros Gamos. Hieros Gamos is all about unification, marriage, ritual, a coming together, and quite often uh, through allegory would be th- between a god and a goddess. Now, this conjunction between Venus and Mars is actually closing out a seven-year cycle. And with that, it offers each one of us an opportunity to consider the tension between personal and impersonal love, between passion and detachment. We could even say between the archetypes of the lion and the unicorn. And these are very interesting archetypes, the lion and the unicorn. We are going to be working with these throughout this episode and also in episode 33 as that particular episode will focus very much on the lion's gate portal, which is going to be opened on August 8th of this year. And it's opened every year on August 8th. But what makes it so unique this year is that this occurs on the Leo new moon. It's extra and ultra powerful this year. And these archetypes of the lion and the unicorn can very much be connected between 
Leo as the lion and the unicorn as Aquarius. And it's fascinating because what we're working with in this episode in these next two weeks in July from when I'm recording this episode on the 16th of July through the next episode will be on delivered on July 30th. So what we're working with right now is very much building into this Leo season and also up to the Aquarius full moon, which we're going to talk about later on in this episode is exact on Saturday the 24th, which is when that Instagram giveaway is actualized. So right now, there is a very particular invitation for you to take some time to reflect where you were in the summer of 2015 to see where you are now. And from this perspective, really with that eagle eye vision, notice what story is coming to closure. There's probably actualizations, realizations that were occurring in the summer of 2015 that you felt somewhere within your psyche and now they are coming completely to pass. Also this week, we had Palisathene spend retrograde on Wednesday and she's the goddess of wisdom and justice. In mythology, she's Athena, born out of Zeus's head. And so she's therefore a solar goddess. She's a daughter of patriarchy. She's fiery. She's a warrior. She comes from the mind. And where she shows up within our charts, we're very analytical, strategic, cerebral. There's a lot of wisdom. We're very mentally creative. And when she went to retrograde. This is in the sign of Pisces. She's been in Pisces for a good chunk of this year. And if you remember when we were preparing for that solar eclipse in Sagittarius in December of 2020, Pallas Athene opened up the gates she went into the sign of Aquarius, leading the way for Jupiter and Saturn to pass through those gates. And you'll remember I spoke about that on that episode and also spoke about how she connects to the hidden ancient goddess in Egyptian cosmology, Neat. And Neat is absolutely one of my favorite goddesses of all the goddesses. She is the weaver. She is very mysterious and she weaves creation through her speech, through her words. And Neat teaches us how we are always casting spells every time we speak, every single time. And so we could say with Palisathene neat in Pisces, Neptune in Pisces, both are now retrograde. There is very much a call to turn inward and to really tune into our inner 
light, our inner colors and shapes and forms, our inner intelligence, our deep intuition, and to really come from the sensory place and to reflect. Also this week, we had Chiron spend retrograde, and this happened yesterday on Thursday, July 15th at 12.41 p.m. at 13 degrees Aries. Now, Chiron is a centaur, and we're actually going to dive quite deep into Chiron as we progress in this episode. Chiron went retrograde on Thursday, July 15th. That was yesterday from when I'm recording this at 12.41 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time at 13 degrees Aries. And Chiron's going to be retrograde until about just a little beyond mid-December, around the 19th, depending on your time zone. We are going to explore the mythology and the greater meanings behind Chiron throughout this episode. For now, what I want to say is we know Chiron has been in Aries since 2019. He dipped in in 2018 and then officially settled in Aries in 2019. And this Chiron journey is very important. It affects us on such a deep level, a very much a cultural collective level. When Chiron went into Pisces in 2011, we had Fukushima happening. Chiron collectively is working through us depending on the sign. And so that shift from Pisces, this collective, oceanic, very intuitive, watery energy to now Chiron being an Aries, which is personal fire source energy, very instinctual, very much the pioneer, the warrior on a journey of self-discovery, really wanting to know who am I, why am I here, what do these people want with me? How am I meant to show up? What is my identity? And as we look to Chiron's passage into Aries, collectively, we can also see uh, more of a focus with the collective journey around self-love and self-worth. These are topics and discussions that are happening on a collective global level in ways that we haven't seen. And in Aries, this journey is bringing a return for many people, people who were born in the range of the 1970s, give or take. And this Chiron return is one of the greatest life passages we go through. Now, as we look towards this astrology of Chiron going retrograde, there's not 
really too many aspects happening to Chiron, except for one that I would say is significant. And Chiron is sextiling Saturn retrograde in Aquarius. And Saturn is all about the manifester and really wanting us to build, but having us focus so that we build for our own self-mastery so that we're not scattered all over the place. We're very focused. And Saturn and Aquarius is helping us on many levels build this new age, this Aquarian age. But with that, we also have to dismantle the old paradigms that is a non-negotiable. And so the sextile between Chiron and Saturn is bringing in a lot of beautiful gifts around the collective work. When we're willing to do it, miracles can and will appear. However, collective work, particularly in the Aquarian age, is personal work, deeply, deeply personal work. And this is something we were diving into in the Hieroscamos Masterclass and we're going to explore even more in the next session. It is so necessary to do our own internal work in these times. Now, the Sabian symbol for 13 degrees Aries is an unexploded bomb reveals and an unsuccessful social protest. So with this energetic signature, we can see that there is something that wants to transform the status quo, but there's still a bit of immaturity around it. There's an attempt, but there's not enough information, we could say, to really discover how to move forward with it. And as we look to the star sparks for 13 degrees Aries, that is the wind blows white, chic, hung on the line to dry. There's a number of interpretations we could take with this. A simple interpretation is allowing the elements to merge with the day-to-day living of humanity. This is also about the path of trust knowing that destiny comes and will take charge of our lives at times so fast that all we can do is move with it. So there's also a journey of surrender with this, a surrender to the elements, a surrender to the natural world that requires us to allow that push and pull between duality consciousness to take place around us. So this Chiron retrograde has a significance in the sense that it completes the summer of retrogrades. This Chiron retrograde makes it so we have many planets retrograde now, almost all of the outer planets Uranus is still direct and will spin retrograde in August, but for now we have Juno, Pluto, Saturn, Jupiter, Neptune, Palisathene, and Chiron all retrograde. And so there's very much a ask, a collective ask, we could say, because the 
outer planets really emphasize the collective cultural journey. And that is one where we need to take time to reflect. And the greatest place to always start is with our values. What are our values? What are we focusing on? Where are we devoting our sacred life force, our attention, our intention, our thoughts, our words, our finances, our time? And wherever we are devoting that, that is the culture we are continuing to create. So it doesn't matter what your higher beliefs are if your daily actions are not in alignment with them. And one of the greatest overarching teachings of these times is to align our values fully, fully with our daily actions. And this brings us to the astrology of Saturday, July 17th. It is sure to be an important, intense day as we have a direct opposition between the sun and Pluto. Now, they've been in opposition really since that Cancer new moon which was about a week ago. And now we're building up to the first quarter moon. And first quarter moons are always intense. And this weaves back with the beginning of our conversation in this podcast, where I was speaking about intensity and challenge and obstacles and strife. And how do we reclaim this as potential energy, as opportunity, as something we can even welcome because we know it's happening. And I don't say welcome it in a way that is like uh, sarcastic or negative or like uh, just where we kind of want to give up and be down, we are welcoming this in the sense that this intensity always brings gifts and opportunities for growth. And so what we are experiencing on this day is the sun in Cancer, watery, our emotions, the places and spaces we need to protect and nurture and feed and take care of and our community that we need to take care of and the sanctuary that we craft or perhaps there's an awareness that you need to spend more time devoting to these spaces and places and this energy opposes Pluto in Capricorn retrograde. We know Pluto has been in Capricorn since 2008 working so hard to dismantle the old, dying, patriarchal systems that were installed hundreds and thousands of years ago that we are collectively dissolving this overcultural, hypnotic sleep. And Pluto and Capricorn continues to show us where the blocks are where the old structures are that need to collapse, that need to dissolve, that need to be shed, however it is that they need to crumble. 
in the end, Pluto always serves our healing. However, the path towards that healing will often demonstrate the shadow to us if we are not aware of it or conscious of it. These are spaces where we may attempt control, where we may attempt manipulation, domination, and therefore this is deep work and it is part of the great intensity we've been feeling this July. And for many of us, there is an awareness around the layers that need to be processed, the grief that needs to be acknowledged, and with this, the way out is through. And again, we circle back to the necessity for daily practice, for grounding, for anchoring. And if you're interested in going deeper with me, stay tuned for my next Earth Seed offering, which will open up the gates in September of 2021. The first session was so beautiful, really deep, really powerful. And this next one is only going to be more beautiful, more in depth and really offer opportunities to apply this work into your day-to-day and how you yourself can craft your own unique daily practice with tools and principles that I will offer you. And with that, there will also be guidance on how you make this work for your own integrity and your own alignment. Now, as we look towards Monday, July 19th, Mercury squares Chiron retrograde. And with that, there is potentially an opportunity to want to communicate that which is being healed. The moon is in Scorpio as well, and so the feelings are really deep and at times can even feel kind of foreboding or dark. So if Monday and Saturday make you want to throw in the towel, just go to your practices, honor yourself, be tender, be sensitive, take care of yourself like you're a newborn babe and really tend to your own needs first. This is so important in these times. Also on Monday, Moon Day, the 19th of July, Vesta, the goddess of devotion and our personal integration, shifts her attention and intention from Virgo, where she is really devoted to service around the holistic needs of our physical body and how we organize our daily lives and our practice, to the Libran energy, which is a great focus on our relationships and how we harmoniously share our ideas, how we really enact diplomacy in our day-to-day actions. And with that, that we come to Thursday, July 22nd, which is well known to be Mary Magdalene's feast day. And this is a beautiful time to 
really honor your life, your dedication, your devotion, asking yourself, what am I devoted to in these times? You can always check out where Vesta lies in your chart to get a symbol of direction that is unique to you. The house and the sign that Vesta lives in will show you where you are so naturally, inherently devoted. On Thursday, July 22nd, the sun shifts from Cancer into Leo. So we begin to really step into the archetype of the lion, the lioness, the king, the queen. We come into this creative fire energy that's relational, that can sometimes be stubborn and dogmatic, sometimes a bit egotistical and focused too much on the self. However, there's so much opportunity for play to really bring out your inner child, to explore, to adventure, to renew your unique connection to life as it is. And on this day, Venus moves from Leo into Virgo, which I think really demonstrates how this Mary Magdalene feast day has a unique opportunity because as we explore the archetype of the Virgin, Virgin is so deeply connected to the astrology of Virgo. And the true virgin, the true nature virgin, is one who is completely sovereign over their body temple, and only they have dominion over what happens to their body, who may touch it, and how. And this is a powerful teaching to work with in these times. We are definitely living in times where sovereignty around the body, rights around our physical body, our health, our choices around health matter more than ever. And so as we look to this day, there are some interesting astrological alignments happening that weave so deeply within the teachings of Mary Magdalene herself. And these are topics that we will explore in greater depth in the Hieroscamos Masterclass. This brings us to the Aquarius full moon, which is on Friday, Venus Day, July 23rd at 10.36 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. This occurs at 2 degrees Aquarius, the precise degree is 1 degree, 25 arc minutes, and as happens on every full moon, the moon is opposing the sun. The sun is illuminating the moon. So we've got the Leo sun at 2 degrees and the Aquarius full moon at 2 degrees, and this is that Leo-Aquarian access, the lion, the unicorn, connecting with the personal and the impersonal the connection around the king and the queen archetypes to the archetype of the people, the democracy. And this is a powerful layer of polarity we're working with as Venus and Mars 
conjunct in Leo and they will not have their next rebirth of conjunction again until 2024. And when that happens, that will be in the sign of Aquarius. And so there's this very significant thread here around the archetype of the lion and the unicorn that's happening through this full moon portal on the heels of the Venus Mars conjunction in preparation for the dark of the moon, Leo, which is on the 7th of August that leads us into the Lion's Gate on August 8th. And this Lion's Gate portal aligns us with the solar frequencies of Sabtat, Sirius, a beautiful starry sphere that many could say is a space and place of great wisdom teachings for planet Earth, for the beings of Earth. And these are topics we will explore in much greater depth in episode 33. However, for now, at this Aquarius full moon, we look to two degrees Aquarius, which is the Sabian symbol of an unexpected thunderstorm, which brings in the need to develop inner security so that we can meet any unexpected crisis in a good way. This is about the social and collective process and the fact that it is up to the functionality of each individual to make social and collective processes complete. So how do we prepare for the unexpected? How do we work with this energy? And for me, it always comes back to daily practice, prayer, beauty, harmony with the elements with Mother Earth. And as we look to two degrees Aquarius through the star sparks, it is a woman strolling in a garden. She is unaware. She is being watched by elves. Now, this is about human nature and how over time, the true capacity of humanity will be revealed. And that true capacity is about an affinity with the subtle realms of existence and with those who serve the spirit of Mother Earth, those beings being all of the unseen beings that weave through the otherworldly connections. The truth is, is that one can never actually separate from Earth consciousness in this incarnation, even if we think we do, even if we look to kind of the most citified person, right? Like someone who lives in Manhattan in a skyscraper and is constantly walking on concrete and working through technology and lives their life only riding on the subway and never really touches the earth herself and allows a bug on their skin Even that person is still intrinsically connected to the elements. We are the elements. They move through us. They are our ancient ancestors. And so with this, as we look to this frequency of the Aquarius full moon, 
We can also see how the mechanical routine behaviors become challenging to our true nature. Our souls are hungry to bring life into the world, to celebrate life rather than to fit into over-cultural boxes, little bubbles we tick off through some computer program. And with that, there is a reminder that you must not forget your sacred oath. Everything depends on your sacred duty and destiny. And this is the power of these times, is that your duty and destiny matters oh so very much. So this full moon really weaves beautifully into our collective and personal journey in preparation for the Lion's Gate portal. And we have Jupiter ruling this chart. Therefore, Jupiter is in Pisces, about to go back into Aquarius, retrograde. And there is Jupiter lying within the realms of the 12th house. So it's a deep journey into our hidden selves, really thinking about our true nature and why we are here. And this moon also, as we connect to our devotion and how we nurture, how we love, we can receive great gifts through that connection, through our devotion as And it's also connected to our shadow as well. I'm looking here at the chart. We've got this grand earth trine, but then Ceres at the latter degree of Taurus also anchors into this as well. So when we really tap into how we nurture through our connection to nature and where the mind can trip us up in that, like we could say oh, you know, the natural world doesn't really matter. I mean, that is the dark side of the Aquarian age is to believe that technology supersedes all. And there's definitely a collective um, hypnotic trance for us to go that route, right? Like we can even now adventure into space and vacation there if we so desire, which is wildly amusing in the sense that many people have yet to even learn how to appreciate how to live here on earth. And we're going to go gallivanting off into space. And with that, with this full moon, it is our devotion to harmony, to equity, to beauty that really keeps us tied in. And this energy weaves us further through the week as on Sunday, July 25th, we have an opposition between Mercury and Pluto. And so there's definitely a propensity on that day for miscommunications to occur. So 
be attuned to that. Be careful what you speak. Say what you mean. Hold your your tongue when it feels appropriate. Sometimes silence is more important than getting your point across. And on Wednesday, the 28th of July, we have Mercury moving into the sign of Leo. So our speech becomes much more passionate and fiery and creative and at times a little too focused on ourselves, but also really can bring in a lot of great, beautiful confidence. And on this day, Jupiter also moves back into Aquarius So as we come to the close of July, we will have gone through several layers of initiation and preparation for this Lion's Gate portal. Now, with the Sun and Sirius so closely aligned in these times, this is a very important time to Stay focused on the long-term vision. Remember, this journey we're going through, the sacred life, and this major collective shift is a journey of a marathon. It's not something that's meant to transform overnight. It requires patience. It requires diligence. It requires prayer and offerings, and focused intention, and our greatest attention. It also requires taking rest, finding solace, carving out space for yourself, understanding that it is a marathon, and that you don't have to run the race every step, right? This is a collective mission, and you have support which means when you need rest and when you need restoration, it is essential you honor that and you offer that to yourself because this is part of the new paradigm is believing that we're worthy and capable of crafting the space for ourselves. And this very much connects to this chirotic journey to Chiron himself because Chiron is the great teacher for us. He is a maverick healer. And astronomically, Chiron was sighted for the first time in 1977. And some scientists believe that Chiron came from another galaxy and will one day return to another galaxy. Chiron is very much the journey of self-discovery and self-mastery. And what we can find is when astronomical bodies are discovered, the year they're discovered really matters for the frequency of that astronomical body. And we've noted this as astrologers as we look at the discovery of Uranus and Pluto and Chiron, and other asteroids. So we know in 1977, 
there was a new collective current that was emerging around soul growth, around metaphysics. It was a time where people were becoming much more interested in how to really draw down our frequency of divinity and how to embody that on earth and not just have it be some sort of um, like religious or spiritual practice, but how to make it woven into the day-to-day life. And this is the work of Chiron. Chiron is a bridge. He is the rainbow bridge. And he is ultimately teaching humanity about the world of elementals. If we were to compare Chiron to a tarot card, he would represent the Hierophant, the inner spiritual teacher. Now, in mythology, Chiron was a master teacher of so much astrology, medicine, astronomy, magic, protection, the art of hunting. He was a musician, a shapeshifter. He was absolutely a doctor. And He was a centaur, but he was not like the other centaurs. Some say that he was a priest or a king of the centaurs, and the centaurs are beings that are half horse and half human. You could also say, some would say, they're half unicorn, half human. And so the centaurs were either Pelasgians or Thracians. Chiron is of the earth and the sea. He comes from the lineage of Uranus and Gaia as his grandparents, and Kronos and Rhea raised him. However, his mother was Philaria, a sea nymph. So Kronos, also known as Saturn, was his father, and Philaria, a sea nymph, was his mother. And in mythology, Chiron married a water goddess, and their daughter was Thea. Thea in Greek means shining one of the moon. She became a seer and an astrologer. And eventually, when she uh, was ready to, she ascended to the stars and became the constellation of Pegasus. Meanwhile, it is believed in some mythos that Chiron ascended to the stars and became the constellation of Sagittarius and that he is the true ruler of this constellation. Now, as we look to Sagittarius and as we've explored in previous episodes, the galactic center lives within this constellation. The great attractor lives within this constellation. And the galactic center is like the great cosmic womb of our galaxy. Meanwhile, it is believed that the great attractor is the great cosmic womb of the wombs of the galaxies. And also around 28, 29 degrees of Sagittarius is the gate of God. Meanwhile, opposing that is the gate of man. So the golden gate of God also lives within this constellation. And Chiron is known to have the ability to identify the gift in each being and how to draw it out. It is his greatest symbolism. As we continue to look through different mythological stories around Chiron and Robert Graves 
is a great place to dive deeper into this kind of mythology. We know that Chiron founded the ancient temple of healing, the Asclepian. He taught Jason how to master the quest. He taught Orpheus. He taught Asclepios how to heal and work with medicine. He taught Achilles how to run and also how to master music. Chiron is known to teach those who go on a quest, and through this, we can really see that embodiment of the archetype of Sagittarius. We know Sagittarian energy is the wandering gypsy, the wild horse running, the philosopher, one who truly experiences life as a sacred pilgrimage. And Chiron teaches about divination, astrology, healing, ultimately What I feel Chiron represents in our chart is our link to our own personal shamanic identity. I believe every one of us has a healing capacity and we can really understand that healing capacity through Chiron. Where Chiron is transiting shows us where the great pressure is of our times and allows us to use any illness as the illumination point. Where the struggle lies, there. this is the messenger towards your passage. Now, Chiron himself was quite wounded. It's why he's called the wounded healer. In one of the storylines, he picked up a poisoned arrow of Hercules and dropped it on his foot, and that is where he took in the poison. This is a poison that he himself taught Hercules how to make. So it is a poison that he shared with one of his students and then rebounded on himself. Now, as he was immortal, he could not die. And so he further on gave himself in exchange for Prometheus as Prometheus was imprisoned by Zeus for giving fire to humanity. This was all about teaching humanity how to utilize power in a good way. Chiron gave himself up in exchange for humanity ultimately. And Chiron is showing us how to utilize power in a good way, in a medicine way. I personally believe where Chiron lives in our charts, it's such a powerful gateway. And it is a place where we can learn about our own trauma story and we can flip that story to serve us. I also believe we are never meant to fully heal the chirotic wound that exists in our chart. And I say that in the sense that I really believe it exists in our chart to keep us humble. Because as humans, it is so easy to use power over. We see it happen time and again. We see it happening so much in the world where the moment someone gets a taste of real power, they use it in negative ways instead of in a powerful, good medicine way that is serving humanity. And so Chiron also represents initiation. 
If you choose to live in alignment with this highest essence, this is all about taking up the mantle of spiritual maturity, moving into a space of knowing what to do and what not to do at all times and taking responsibility for that, having an internal agreement to walk this path with as much diligence as possible. Now, Chiron orbits between Saturn, the manifester, and Uranus, the liberator. It has an extreme elliptic orbit. For instance, it can be in Aries for over eight years and for in, in, in the sign of Libra for only a year and a half. Everyone experiences the Chiron return around the age of 50 to 52, and this is a major initiation We could say first we go through the Saturn return, then the Uranus opposition, and then the Chiron return. In between there, in between the Saturn return and the Chiron return, depending on your generation, you will also go through a Pluto square Pluto, Pluto transiting, squaring your natal Pluto, and Neptune squaring your natal Neptune. And each of these gates is very, very potent, and it is that chirotic door that opens for you if you so desire the mantle of spiritual maturity. I believe that really it is around the age of 50, 52, we're fully seasoned humans able to express our abilities. The thing about astrology is that nothing can be rushed. No matter how advanced your soul is, no matter how divinely you channel, astrology also talks about the portals of the physical body and that we receive certain activations when our network of nerves and our organs and our chakras are ready for it. And it's not something you can rush. Part of this has to do with the workings of time and space. Now, in mythology, we also know Chiron as this complete Renaissance man. As I've shared, he is like the shamanic warrior, healer, an alchemist, an inventor, a teacher, a surgeon, a sky watcher, artist, a complete maverick. And he is really the key to unlock the door between the personal and the transpersonal. And through our wounds, we have the key to unlock our greatest healing. I also see Chiron as this beautiful holistic healer. He is the unconsciousness in our lives where we can feel scattered, diffused, and ungrounded. And so collectively now, Chiron is in Aries. We are searching for our identity. We are asking, who am I? Why am I here? What is my soul's purpose? This is a placement of complete initiation. To be a leader, a courageous trailblazer, a pioneer of the most passionate and instinctual kind. This is the supreme spiritual warrior. We can best realize our collective capacity for holistic knowledge by fulfilling our need to be independent and know thyself. This could be through initiation, through innovative measures, to call upon the true inner child, to give birth to new forms while being aware of where we might be overly aggressive, headstrong, 
selfish, or rash. This is all about new forms of energy healing, embodiment, and inspiring visions. Chiron is the maverick healer. Where there is trauma in our bodies, our spirits, our lineage, that is the space and the place, the portal we are being asked to walk through to clear and to uplift and to restructure, to rematrix for this new earth consciousness that we are collaborating for this new earth consciousness that we are collaboratively weaving in this now moment. And as we look to birthing the new earth, we have this opportunity as we open the gateway for Mary Magdalene's feast day, we have this opportunity to come into another layer of alignment with our sovereignty, with our physical bodies, with our love and our willingness to show up in our truth, in our authenticity. And unfortunately, these have become buzzword concepts through the social media platforms out there. And yet, as we look to the journey, to the story, to the mythology, to what we know of Mary Magdalene, which has been pieced together in different accounts and channelings, and we can also find evidence of her in the past, in the lands of the Cathars, in the veils of Avalon, in ancient Egypt herself, we can find remnants of this journey, of this story. And all of the aspects are leading us to the heart of Mary Magdalene as we welcome her when Venus is shifting into the archetype of Virgo, of the Virgin. And we think about divinity and how divinity is created through love, through true love. And true love is finding the dance of the beloved in every breath of life, really becoming enraptured with each waking moment, knowing that even in the tests and the tribulations, in the challenges, this is an opportunity for our growth, our evolution, our expansion. And how do we sink into these and see them as such? And as we look to the story of Mary Magdalene, we can see threads of truth of a story of a feminine archetype who met each challenge, each truth with an open heart of compassion, being willing to dive into the unknown and to sacrifice, to sacrifice every step of the way 
because it was an act of sacred devotion, of trust in the beloved, in the divine source of all that is. Now, for many of us in our human form, to walk that path with that complete devotion can seem very out of reach, out of touch, out of our capacity. However, we are being pressurized like diamonds through this astrology. We have been in a pressure cooker literally since 2019. And we are being pressurized year by year so that anything we are struggling to hold on to, we must release our grasp at some point. It's inevitable. And that is the path of the dark goddess. That is the path of the sacred feminine. As we look to the galactic center and the great attractor, we look to those dark, vast, cosmic womb spaces where the truth of all truths lie. So, dear ones, as we're building up to this Lion's Gate portal, as Chiron has shifted retrograde, as we're coming more in alignment with this Leo-Aquarius axis, as we are opening our hearts to the great mystery of all that is, This is a most potent, powerful time to be living here on earth. And I ask of you to see where you can find the hardened parts of yourself, where you can find the stories of trauma and abuse self-doubt, self-hatred, where they still exist within the somatic layers of your physical body, within the psychic, psyche layers of your internal landscape, where they exist in your daily habits and patterns. And I invite you to really, truly take this time and space that we're in collectively to see where those hardened parts of self exist and to invite a gentle softening to those spaces. And may it be so. And so it is. Beloved one, we are the stars that fall. How have we forgotten that which we are? I invite you to go on a journey with me to find safe sanctuary for your physical vessel, to 
Make this space free of any electronic or other distractions to take care of your biological needs. To come seat or lie down in the space here and now. To find stillness, to find romance with your breath. that inherent exchange with the beloved that lives through us each and every breath. We invite God Goddess into our bodies, into our lungs, into the very cells of our being. And as you find this stillness, this sweetness, I wish to share with you, as I have in the past many moons ago, the first time I was initiated in this physical body within the Great Pyramid in the King's Chamber, it was many moons ago, and when I was initiated into that space, it was instantaneous the journey I was taken on. I came to lay back my head down on the ground of the king's chamber and immediately I fell into the stars. And as I fell into the stars, my eyes were closed, yet through my inner vision I saw the myriad of constellations of sacred spaces within the space frequency of all that is. It was so viscerally alive for me. I felt so much warmth and welcoming to be surrounded with my starry sisters and brothers. And it really felt like that. There was that sense of agape. And as I journeyed, I became a shooting star moving through time and space And I could feel as I moved through time and space that I was not alone, that I was being guided and shielded and protected the whole way. I was being carried, essentially. And I saw the journey through my mind's eye. And as I saw it, I felt everything. It was as alive for me as any earthly experience ever has been. And as I continued to journey as the star, I became closer and closer to the Earth's atmosphere. I knew where I was headed. And as I moved through the Earth's atmosphere, I could feel the sensation of knowing 
the pressure of what was to come as there is the sacred agreement on earth to forget. To forget that which we truly are, that we are the stars that fall. And I imagine you too have had this experience, whether you're consciously aware of it or not, I imagine you too have gone through this a multitude of times. This is the sacred journey we travel upon and we arrive in this human flesh. We are birthed into the world through our mothers, regardless of if they deliver vaginally or through cesarean surgery or through another means. Whether we're born through complete and total love and acceptance or partial rejection, each one of us on some level or another, we go through a trauma that is very real, a sensation that is really true for each one of us where there is some part of us that does not feel fully accepted. And this creates the beginning of the duality of being human, of this experience that we agree upon. And so I invite you to consider your own chirotic space where the maverick healer exists within your placement of your physical body, the mapping of your life. Notice, notice where this frequency comes through and how Although the path has been isolating, challenging, filled with grief, anger, madness, a whole range of shadow energies, notice how the challenges of the storyline have also brought many possibilities for you possibilities to show up empowered, to take a stand, to use your voice, to allow your body to be a vessel for truth, to protect and know what your boundaries are, to protect your inner landscape, to protect your greatest resources, to honor your identity to share your creative gifts with the world, to be in deep and everlasting community, to heal your family of origin, to be a great provider and leave a living legacy, to express your ideas and your thoughts and your intelligence and to share your beliefs to even 
renew and restructure the culture's beliefs. To live in relationship, in harmony with yourself and with others. There are so many portals of possibility that the Maverick Healer, the Rainbow Bridge of Chiron brings into our lives. For so many of us, we've been hypnotized in an overculture that makes us shrink at pain and at intensity. However, at this time, we do live in a world of duality and it is part of the sacred dance. We are mastering in these times as we step deeper into the Aquarian age, we have this opportunity to reclaim, to reclaim the parts of our bloodlines, our soul lines, our star lines, to reclaim the parts and to literally rewrite, rematrix these stories. And as we learn through the world of manifestation on earth and we apply the subtle electrical frequencies of all that is through time and space, that is when we can initiate this maverick healing into our lives personally, into our lives collectively. And so I invite you to continue to allow your body to experience your own personal chirotic journey, noticing where you are in your life and honoring this space and this place, knowing that you truly have the sovereign power to shift the timelines and to rewrite the story of your own healing. You have the opportunity to see the beloved and to witness how the beloved moves through you and with you literally in each and every breath of this sacred life. And it is through surrendering the need to control. It is through surrendering to source while also holding steady with your unique creative visionary abilities. Remember, remember, dear one, we are the stars that fall. And it is our turn to remember that we are walking galaxies of ancient future wisdom. We are potent, we are powerful, and 
We are infinitely blessed. May Isis heal me as she healed her son Horus of all the pains which were brought on him. Thou, great enchantress, heal me. Save me from all evil, things of darkness, from the epidemic and deadly diseases and infections of all sorts that spring upon me, as thou hast saved and freed Horus. Free me from all possible evil, hurtful things of darkness, from epidemic and deadly fevers of all kinds. And so it is. for sharing sacred space. My prayer is that we awaken to the reality that we are a hologram for the collective. By being fierce in our authentic truth, we have the opportunity to elevate life on this exquisite planet Earth. Crystallize your medicine.